welcome to another episode of the Best Damn Sports Show on Stereo, the Young Black and Bond Sports Desk. I am your boy Q, and um, oh yeah, I'm just Q. There's <laughs> been a lot going on this week, this past week, so I'm just Q today. I, I, yeah, I'm just Q. I'm joined in this episode by my wonderful co-host. Please tell everyone who you are. What's going on, y'all? It's Lou. Uh, hope everyone had a good week. Uh, not that much has happened this past week, but uh, we're going to cover it all. So uh, good to have y'all back. Absolutely. I'm Greg. I'm here. I ain't got no AKA this week. Just me. Just me. I think you, I think you feel like everyone not named Ben Simmons. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I, I was going if I'm if I'm cutting the Cowboys, I'm gonna leave some slack. I'm gonna cut Ben Simmons some slack until he finally gets traded. Um, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. Right, go ahead. You're not. Um, let, let me just start with the, the hot takes um, because I have one. I was reading on Twitter that Shane McMahon was fired by his fucking father. Um, to, I saw normally this is the <laughs> normally this. How do you? How yes. Do you, how, how do you fire your son? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, yeah. listen. Whatever his nickname is, McMahon, you're a fucking ba- you're a fucking dirtbag. Okay, I had someone tell me, you know, a couple episodes, not even a couple. I'd say it's a couple months ago. They were like, "Greg, you're going too hard on the WWE." Like, it's not that bad. And I remember um, even Cashley and uh, Pam a couple weeks ago, three weeks to be exact. No, no, four uh, four weeks ago. At the top of the year, when I said, you know what? Fuck the WWE. They're just going to continually just, like, treat their fans like shit. And they're going to treat their talent like shit. And Pam said to me, and I quote, well, Greg, if you don't want to watch WWE, well, there are plenty of other brands. Well, guess what? I did watch them. And... They're not bad. They're just not entertaining, in my personal opinion. They could be, you know, entertaining to someone else. But the reason why I want to tie this into the story is this. What the fuck is going on in your business if you fire your family? You have to be a really cutthroat motherfucker to say, I'm going to cut my first... the, the Heir to the throne. That's what's pissing me off about it. You fire the heir to the throne. So if somebody were to die, now it falls on your daughter, Stephanie McMahon, and Paul Levis, uh, say whatever you call him, Triple H. The fact that you, okay, let me read the article because me saying it makes no sense to anybody who hasn't read this article. So here it is. It says, According to a recent report from Fightful Select, there were multiple part, uh, moving parts that led to the shocking firing of Vince McMahon. Fightful got in touch with the WWE and learned that Shane McMahon was fired because his father, Vince, didn't like what he wanted to do at the Royal Rumble match. Before the Rumble match, Shane O'Mac pitched various ideas and wanted to move into a spot where he would become the highlight of the match. Shane even pitched to end the Royal Rumble match at the number one spot. However, Vince McMahon and former WWE champion Brock Lesnar didn't like these changes at all that Shane was proposing. 
Several sources have indicated that Shane McMahon specifically wanted to go in a spot that would highlight him without even mentioning that he pitched the number one spot. Because of this, one more blunder happened during the men's Royal Rumble match. Shane was actually supposed to be number 29 and Randy Orton number 28, but in the end, their entrance numbers got reversed. All this animosity backstage before the Royal Rumble match resulted in Shane getting fired. However, multiple former WWE superstars came forward and consoled him. Recently, former former but fired Universal Champion Braun Strowman invited Shane McMahon to wrestle at the indie circuit. For now, Shane has no official statement regarding his release from WWE. However, there are various theories running around in the business. Some fans on the, inter- uh, on the internet suggest that Shane O'Mac should retire and enjoy his time with his family. What do you think about the recent firing? Let us know in the comments. Here's where I go off. Um, number one, you fire your fucking son. There's th- that's at the top of my list. Number two on my list. I said this shit was going to happen at Royal Rumble. Do you remember, Lou, when I was like, oh, like, the WWE doesn't have enough people on staff to have 30 people for the Royal Rumble? Did, did I not say right. that at the beginning of the year? Yes, you did. So the fact yes, that did. Shane McMahon, not only did he enter the Royal Rumble, he entered in at number 28. 28. Randy Orton, obviously 29, and Brock Lesnar at number 30. Guess what? Brock Lesnar won at number 30. Which mm-hmm. you, you'd be like, okay, we, we saw that. The issue here for me is this. If you don't have enough staff or wrestlers on your fucking brand to the point where you have to go and bring in somebody who is a full-time worker, like they actually, they are employed by WWE, the company, not WWE, the, you know, jump doing flips and shit like that like the actual wrestlers right the actual talent right so right you know when i when i pose this to pam and the only reason i keep bringing this up is because she went to this royal rumble she went to these events and it's starting to scare me because it's like i'm no longer the only person that sees this shit lou's been seeing it for months i think lou and i pretty much agree on the same thing with this wrestling thing like we could care about AEW, but we care about WWE more. There's a legacy there. There's some shit that it matters why we care. Right, right. Like, if AEW folded today, I would not give a fuck. Because I'm so used to brands failing because the WWE was so superior. My issue is, they're so bad now, talking about the WWE, it's like, okay, there's no saving it. I was saying it, like, in hyperbole when I was saying last year, like, yo, they have six months. I'm starting to mean this shit now. <laughs> the, the more yeah, I, we talk about I, I, could, I could definitely see it happening, dude. I could definitely see it happening. You know, that, for me, Ronda Rousey and Brock, I was like, okay, I expected that. Even though Ronda Rousey pretty much said, fuck that company, right? So she pretty much told the company, fuck y'all, I'm not coming back. Starts a family, decides she's coming back. Brock Lesnar gets the Mr. Miyagi haircut and shit, and then he decides to come back. Cool. But then you fired 65 people last year. Then you also fired your son, your fucking son, this year. That, that, that's hot take number one. That, that, that is hot take number one for me. Hot take number two. Since, you know, I'm, I'm going to just get off the wrestling thing. Because that's the only thing that really mattered about wrestling. Nobody gave a fuck about AEW. Nobody cared about New Japan. Nobody actually talks. 
even Pam doesn't talk about that when she comes on the show. Let's just be completely honest here. When she comes on, she could probably tell us about New Japan and all that, but she saves that for the Melanin Mac. And the reason for that is because if you are a fan of it, if you like it, you watch it. Us, unfortunately, you can't convince me to watch something that I can't find on readily, you know, on readily available TV. But then you have mm-hmm. obviously the WWE who has nobody to wrestle for them. So I'm like, okay, well, fuck wrestling then. I'll just watch the Winter Olympics. That's a little bit more entertaining, right? Which is getting little bit. to my next point. Okay. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, I would just comment. I was like, a little bit. That's all. Yeah. Well, my, my, my next point is an argument I heard on Clubhouse. Um, Clubhouse has become the cesspool of people making terrible commentary on things that don't make any fucking sense. Um, there was a there was a Baltimore Ravens fan that went to war with words with someone about Hollywood Brown. Now, all season and even on this show, I think a couple weeks ago, we had brought up the topic about like what does Lamar Jackson need? And people have been saying this to the blue in the face about Lamar Jackson. He's a great quarterback. You know, he's a good running back if you want to call it that. Q's even said he's the RB one for that team. But the biggest point of con- yeah the biggest point of contention that everybody said about lamar jackson is his lack of webs- uh, weapons right they said that hollywood brown shouldn't be considered a wide receiver one to which a new england patriots fan says out loud in english hollywood brown would be a wide receiver one for the new england patriots if they picked him up to which I was looking for the cocaine that they were snorting so I could go and flush all of it. What? <laughs> now, I, I, I want to start here because I know we're going to go into football, but we might as well start here. Th- this is something that really, really, it rubbed me the wrong way. Because all fucking year, people were saying Hollywood Brown, is he's a wide receiver too. He's like, um, like a Tavon Austin type of receiver. He shouldn't be a wide receiver one. The Ravens need to go and get them somebody else. They even had pictures of Antonio Brown being like on the Ravens next year and shit like that. So I, I want to pose this to my guys, to the co-hosts of the show, the, the fellas. Where, what team in the NFL could Hollywood Brown potentially be the wide receiver one? Q, go ahead, man. You go first. Jacksonville. I will pose this. Okay, The guy on Clubhouse said that on New England, he'd be a number one receiver. Mm-hmm. If Tom Brady was still there, he would be a number one receiver. See? Tom Brady's not I, there? No, he's not a number one receiver. And, and that's where I left it at. And then more hot takes came out. And they, they threw out a team that... Hearing it out loud, it, it made me believe that people either snort or or just like overdose on idiot, you know, just idiotic statements, right? So <laughs> right. this man says, Greg, you don't understand because he's not arguing to me. I'm just trying, I'm confused in the room. I wish I had the clip. So I'm like, yo, you guys are arguing a point that makes no fucking sense because every team you guys have named, they have a wide receiver, one that's one taller, two bigger, three, they don't need Hollywood Brown as a wide receiver one to which the team that I'm going to throw out to you. It was so fucking ridiculous. I just exited the room and I came back 20 minutes later. They were still talking about it. I lied to you not. They said, and I quote, Hollywood Brown 
would easily fit in as a wide receiver one to dot 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 the Chargers. And at that point, I said, this is the dumbest fucking thing I've the ever Chargers, heard. The Chargers have a, the Chargers have oh a wide receiver one. His name is Keenan Allen. They have a wide receiver exactly. two, and that is uh, Mike uh, Williams. Shit. Mike Williams. Yep. There, there, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, when people have these sports conversations on Clubhouse or even like Twitter spaces and stuff like that, I think the idea behind Clubhouse is to have like a stage, like, you know, when you go to like a school or a college or something like that, and they have like a panel and it's like, all right, they have like five people on the panel. Usually what happens is the panel, one person goes, they say their thought, then they pass the mic. And then, you know, if they all have a mic, everybody's just quiet and lets the other person like flesh out their thoughts. Right. Except for when it comes to sports on Clubhouse. Everybody is a fucking expert. Nobody's played a sport. And that shit bothers me. Because you have a whole bunch of like armchair experts like Skip and Shannon Ooh. and shit like that. Even though Shannon's played. But the issue is like they try to break down facts and stats only when it fits their narrative. Right. So when right. I brought up Keenan Allen and I brought up Mike Williams, they said to me, and I quote, well, Justin Herbert is top three quarterback in the league right now. You don't understand. I was like, excuse the fuck out of me. Top three? Top three. Yeah. Top three. <laughs> top, top three. three? Oh, no. Top, top, top three. Ten, yes. Top, three? top, top no. ten, yes. No they said top three. And the reason why they said this is they said he's only in the second year and he's already better than most. To which I said, okay, if I look at Joe Burrow, who's also in his second year, going to the Super Bowl, he he clearly is, like, if we want to do a top three, which I feel like we could honestly do our own, like, top three tonight if we wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. We have to exclude Brady, though, because I, I don't want to put Brady in the top three if he's retired. I think now we can just go and say Brady is com- he's completely in, like, the elite status, the Hall of Fame status, the GOAT status. We can leave him off this top three list. Right now, in my head, if I had to name three quarterbacks right now from 2021 that were in my top three that are not retired. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put Mahomes up there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm even playing with the idea of putting Matthew Stafford in that top three. That, and the reason that's why... That's vomit-worthy, but... It's, vomit it's very vomit-worthy, but it's not worse than saying Justin Herbert needs to be in the top. Justin Herbert, Q. I would much rather have Justin Herbert than, I'm sorry, not Justin Herbert, um, what's his name, before I would ever do that. Even Josh Allen. Josh Allen could be a three. So my three, honestly, that's it. I can have Josh Allen. I can have uh, Mahomes in no particular order. And I can, actually, you know what, I put Lamar Jackson in there. Lamar Jackson did good until his injury. I'm not putting Lamar Jackson. I'm not putting RB1 in the top three quarterback. Nope, sorry. Can't do it. Can't nope. dr- inject me with nope. any drug to make me to say it. No, no. I Okay, so I will say, here's my top three. <clears throat> here's my top three. Not not including Brady because he is now um, in Margaritaville um, dr- uh, drinking avocado smoothies. <laughs> uh, my top three. Um, as much as it sucks for me to say this, in that top three, I would include Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I would include Aaron Rodgers. I would include 
Patrick Mahomes. And my number three, that's a toughie. Um, but I would say Josh Allen. Okay. I like your three. Me, I hate on Aaron Rodgers so much, I couldn't do it. I thought about Aaron Rodgers like, nope. The hate that I have for that man is strong. Not Kyrie strong, but strong enough. And I, I'm, I'm going to stay on that. I'm going to stay on that mountaintop because I, I don't like being that person who's just like, you know what? Like, I hated them until I needed them. And then all of a sudden, I'm going to like them. Like, if he goes to Arizona, which I think we need to talk about after because that, that's about to piss everybody off. But yeah, that I, is I, I like your list. Right. Yeah, I, okay. I'm, I'm very hmm. disappointed, at least just in the Justin Herbert. So, Lou, what about you? What is your top three quarterbacks for 2021? Like, three, two, one, or just top three? Like no matter just top no three. order. Top, top no three, order. no particular order. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Uh, um, uh, and it's a tie between Burrow and Mahomes. Okay, I, I like these there. lists. I like these lists. I, I like Burrow. Um, the fact that you both have Aaron Rodgers means that you need to clean the earwax out of your ears because um, I, I don't know <laughs> if you forgot that the motherfucker had COVID, so we have to just exempt him from the list. But that that that's just me being a hater. So there's that. Fair enough. That's fair. Yeah. Um, which leads to my last point, and you know, for my hot takes for this week, and then we can just you know go with. Whatever Q wants to do. Um, last year, I made a prediction about the Super Bowl, and it was absolutely correct. Um, I made the prediction that Rob Gronkowski would be the star of the Super Bowl. And he would be, well, not the star, but I was like, he's going to be the most productive player for the Super Bowl this year. So I'm going to continue my streak by saying this year's Super Bowl, Van Jefferson will be the star of this year's Super Bowl. I have high hopes for him. Um, I even went and I put in about 30 entries to the little five cent FanDuel thing. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm not giving them too much money. Like I did that all season. They're getting the five cent games tonight, you know, for this game in particular, right? Van Jefferson is MVP and six of my five cent lineups for FanDuel at MVP. Wow. I believe in Van Jefferson so much. And the only reason I say this is because when I look at Vegas odds, they have them as, what is it, 35 point? I think that's how they say it, like 35 point. It's either 35 or 65 when it comes to like the Vegas odds. And it also said the game should go over 42, which I don't believe. I don't see, believe I, I, I can't gonna, see it going over. I can't do. I can't see it though. I can't see it going over forty-two, unless mm. Van Jefferson gets two touchdowns. I, okay. I think th- this is this is his breakout game in the Super Bowl. Doesn't mean he's going to be an MVP, but he. I, I'm giving him the MVP of that game for most of my fan duel because I just believe in Van Jefferson that much. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if Q had told me about it. Or if I looked on Twitter, apparently. Like Odell had said something like online and he's been getting like a lot of backlash about this shit. 
So I was like, okay, like if Odell's in the news in a negative way, like the week of Super Bowl, I'm fading the shit out of him, this, you know, for this game completely. <laughs> so every, every time I what, believe what did, in Odell Beckham, what'd you say? Yeah, I would just, what, what did, uh, what did uh, Odell Beckham say? Uh, let me, let me see if I can find it. So he reflects on how he was perceived early in his career with the Giants versus now. There was a lot of trying to create a story. It's easier to sell drama than it is to write up some good things about somebody. He says, I didn't leave. I got booted. Um, yeah, he's talking uh, from the Giants? Yeah. He, he's saying he got booted okay, from the Giants. Okay. I don't believe he got booted from the Giants, though. I think he was very injury prone while he was with the Giants. And he even mentioned his the same thing he did in Cleveland, his lack of touches. He wanted to go to a quarterback that was going to be willing to throw to him. And I guess Daniel Jones wasn't getting it done. Eli wasn't getting it done. So it was like, okay, here you go. Actually, no, he, it wasn't even Daniel Jones. It was just Eli, right? I don't think he had another quarterback other than Eli. Right, yeah, um, yeah, I... So for me, I'm like, what was it the Giants' fault, really? Like, was it a dumb trade? Absolutely. But, I mean, it paid off in their favor. They still terrible. They were terrible with them. So they didn't lose anything, right? So you, I, 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 I think Odell Beckham feel like he got booted. I don't think he got booted either. I think he basically out of New York without actually asking to get out of New York. Like, he let his yep. play do the talking. Yep. So that, yeah. I mean, that's where I stand. And I think he did the same thing with Cleveland, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he did a more tasteful, like, Antonio Brown thing. Like, you know what? I'm over this shit. Right. But I'm going to show you on the field. Like, I would, I would dare to say even Julio and, like, AJ Green, like, those superstars, you like, when they time is up, Instead of getting franchised, they just play like shit. They want to go play where they want to play at. And right. at least with Odell, I'm like, bro, like, there's going to be a lot of fucking backlash if, at least from him, if they don't win a Super Bowl. And that's the last thing you want to do is give a diva like Odell a Super Bowl ring and tell him he can mm-hmm. shop wherever he wants to. Bro, it's going to be a fucking disaster. We're never going to hear the end of it. <clears throat> Odell Beckham. Like, you know, he got the, you know, team through two games in the playoffs, played really good. But can you give it, giving him a Super Bowl ring? Oh, my God. Yeah, Man, let me ask, gonna be let me ask, let me, let me throw this out at you. Mm-hmm. If the Rams lose to, to uh, Cincinnati on Sunday, do you think that Odell Beckham will be the reason why they lose? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Um, Interesting. Interesting. Him and Matthew Stafford. I I would normally subscribe to Matthew Stafford. They've been doing with him what uh, Kansas City did with Alex Smith for so many years. Game manage the shit out of him. Mm -hmm. No mistakes if we don't give him the opportunity to make them. And the moment that he does, you know what? They go back to running it. I feel like Sunday is going to be a lot of fucking running. Um, what was the guy's name? Cam Akers. Everybody's going to be like, "Oh man, put Akers in your lineup." It's going to be that other dude. Uh, who is their other running back for? Um, oh, for the Rams, Daryl Henderson. 
Sonny uh, Michelle. Michelle. Yeah. yeah. Sonny yeah. Michelle. It's his game. I, I know how much they love Cam Akers and shit like that, but they do not want to risk the future for the Super Bowl game where they know Cincinnati's gunning for his legs. That's the only way they can tackle him, in my personal opinion. But, you know, when it comes to Odell, he is going to be held liable for some type of play that's going to cost them the game if they lose. I can I can honestly see Odell doing some like really egregious shit, like arguing with Ramsey on the sideline. Now, hopefully y'all clip this because I feel like it's going to happen. The fact that I even brought that up, it has to happen. Him and Jalen Ramsey, or him or somebody on that offense, uh, that defense, are going to argue about the fact that the offense is keeping him in the game and the defense is doing nothing. And it's going to be him. He's going to be arguing on the sideline. What the fuck is going on? Like, Joe Burrow has three touchdowns, and it's the fucking second quarter. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, we're keeping y'all in this game, blah, 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 blah. And it'll be a star of that team. It'll be fucking Aaron Donald or Jalen Ramp, somebody on defense. And then we're going to hear about it all fucking offseason. Oh, well, you know, he's a locker room cancer, and he's doing this and this and this. Now, I hope this isn't the case. I just feel that way. I don't know what it is. Odell just always rubs me off. I'm sorry. That sounds really, really weird. But <laughs> Odell, <laughs> Odell just, you know, he, he gives me the vibes of somebody who just, like, if something doesn't go right that involves him, everything is a disaster. He, he, exactly. Yeah. And he throws other people under the bus because it's never his yep. fault. Yep. He'd be like, oh, I got 60 yards, but, you know, it's like, yeah, but guess what? Like, if Stafford didn't have to force the ball to you 17 times a game, you wouldn't even got those six. Because trust me, you want to catch the ball. That, that is, but when you're getting triple covered and you're forced, like, you know, throwing your arm in the air, like, yo, it's me. It's like, it's not you. And then you get mad when it's like, no. He's, I, he's going to see one-on-one coverage. He's not going to get double covered. Not at all. You know, they're going to throw him the ball, but that's where I see losing the game for the, uh, for the Rams is him dropping, mm-hmm. dropping passes. Yep. yep. Dropping he's been, touchdowns. He's been doing a lot of that. shit like that. Yep. Yeah. 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 I mean, he had, I mean, his last couple of years in Cleveland, that's, I mean, that's what he was known for. It just dropping yeah. passes all the time. Yeah. I think it's going to be really hard for them to keep Odell if they lose, because he doesn't buy into being number two. Even with like uh, with Jarvis Landry, like Jarvis Landry was still considered the wide receiver one there. And you could tell, like, even though they're best friends and stuff like that, like Odell didn't buy into that shit. He was frustrated on the sideline. What the fuck? Like, give me the ball, bro. Like, I can't give him fucking 12 targets and give you 20. Like, we don't have four fucking receivers at any given point, including two running backs who be catching the backfield. And an offensive line that won't allow Baker to fucking throw. Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? So, <laughs> right. But the thing is, like, he's all like Odell has always been in the position to win. Even the team was just bad, like all the way around bad. It wasn't like, oh, well, the quarterback's bad. He's always played with a good quarterback. It was either the team themselves just couldn't get it done, or Odell became a cancer out of the two teams he's been on. Like when, you know, New York was barely, you know, when they were scratching the surface and they were just being scrubs, it was the team's garbage. We understand that. But then when he was starting to win a couple games and stuff like that, it was like, oh, well, Odell needs the ball more. He feels like he's inclined to get that. They, I'm like, is he? 
Like they're trying to bring Saquon along and, you know, he got ran into the ground because they kept thinking that they could run the ball. But Saquon, I think he has every lower limb is just bad on him. His knees, ankles, like that song, head, shoulders, knees and toes, all that shit don't work on him. Like n- nothing about Saquon. <laughs> then you got Wait a like, minute. No, <laughs> uh-oh. uh-oh. But, am, am I lying? No. Am I lying? No, you're not. No, you're not lying. <laughs> I don't know. That's the fucked up. None. You know what? That's his new nickname. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. <laughs> Yo, because I want to say, didn't he, he had like a concussion once, and then he had like the shoulder injury last year. He had the, he had like an ACL injury, and then he has like, I know he had a, like a toe injury that kept him out for like two games where he didn't play. He was saying he had like turf toe and shit. I was like, yeah. so he's head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Everything's injured on Saquon, but getting back to Odell and Sunday, um, Odell will be the reason. If they lose, he's the reason why. He's going to either blame something on the defense, and the defense is going to be like, well, fuck it. You do it yourself then, Mr. Man. You get, you'll get fucking you know, eight yards. I'm sorry, eight receptions for 220 yards if you want to. Sure, it's not going to happen, but you know what? You know, true things have happened, but whatever. Um, that I just don't see him. After this game, though, I can't see him working with Cooper Cup. I can't see it. I see it, that offense being Van Jefferson and Cooper Cup, similar to how Minnesota has um, Justin Jefferson and uh, what's the other? I always say his, I always forget that Adam, dude's name. Adam Adam, Adam Peelan. Yeah, that that's essentially them. Like Minnesota and the Rams are the same thing. Like yo, they have like a great you know, run game. They don't have an offensive line, but you know what? They have every other thing. So they should win games by that. And they have a quarterback who's like, you know what? Like, sure. They can get it done if they just don't make mistakes. Matthew Stafford has a history of only making mistakes when he's forcing the ball to his receivers. When he was trying to force the ball to fucking five eleven golden tape, they were losing games. Mm. And everybody's like, oh, golden is a good receiver. Oh, go ahead. I, you know, good. Can continue your point. I just want to add something at the end. That's all. Oh well, I can land my plane here. Like I, I've already, you know, said that Cincinnati. I want them to win, but I don't have any skin on this fight. I just don't want Odell Beckham to get a ring. If he gets a ring, right. I'm never going to hit the end of it. <laughs> you probably won't. But here, here's my take on the whole thing. All right, I already said if the Rams lose, Odell Beckham is going to be the reason they lose. I'm going to double down on that. If the Rams win, mm-hmm. Odell Beckham will be the reason why they win. Mm. I like that. I like that. Hey, they brought, them in. they brought him in for that reason, right? So essentially, so essentially, Odell Beckham Jr. is the X Factor. The yes. Rams will either lose because of him, or the Rams will win because of him. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're. That's in where my we're my perspective, yes, yes, I like that. Now, my, I okay. still stand on the fact that Van Jefferson is going to be like the the common denominator when it comes to like the overall game, but when it comes to like win or lose, like it has to come down to Odell Beckham because he has Ooh. to get at least twelve targets in order for him to win the game. Because if they, he has to get 12 targets. If he gets 12 targets, that means that Cooper Cup has, Stafford's going to throw 48 times on Sunday. 
And that's a and fact. See, and that's where, and that's where Stafford's going to screw up. It's because you know he's going to try to force that ball into Cooper Cup and double coverage. You know he will. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ain't that just like his uh, best friend and shit now, too? Oh, yeah. 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 It's gonna be I just ugly. hope it's a good game. I, I, I hope it's a good game. I hope it's not a blowout. You know, I hope it's not just one-sided. I want a good game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want a game that it's better than the halftime show. Um, like I actually mean that shit. Like in previous years, I'm like I haven't given a fuck about the halftime show anyway. But mm-hmm. this halftime show is actually pretty fire, and I'm only right. really watching for the halftime show. The commercials ain't been good in like six years, so whatever to that. Um, but this game itself, I don't want it to be like a sleeper for three and a half fucking quarters, and then the fourth quarter, which is like, oh well, the score is fucking you know, fourteen to thirteen, like. Somebody has to win. Next thing you know, the fourth quarter is a fucking shootout. Like, who the fuck? Like, what? Like, like how do you like those Chiefs? Chiefs? Like those Chiefs? Yeah. Right? Like, yo, yeah, you, yeah. You know, there's a high probability of that shit happening, though, Q. Like, all fucking, the first half of the game, it'll just be nothing but running. Like, Joe Mixon's going to get fucking, you know, 109 yards. Like, he might, the first play of the game, might run for fucking 60 yards go quiet for the whole rest of that first quarter. Second quarter, he ends up getting 50-plus yards again. Ends the game with, like, 178 and a touchdown. Because it's going to be a running game. But the issue is that fourth quarter, depending on what the score is for that running game, don't be surprised if it ends up being, what I say, the uh, the over-under was, what, 42? I can see it no. being, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 you did. I'm sorry. Yeah. I... <clears throat> Uh, we we, we predicted score. our scores last week, didn't we? Yeah, but the thing is, I I didn't yeah. see the money line though. Like they have the money line at forty two. Like if it's at forty two, we got to change a lot because we all said shootouts last week. Yeah, I, what did I say? I think I, I was twenty nine or something. I said 28-24, and I'm, I'm sticking with that score. I'm not changing. The money line doesn't scare me. I think it's going to I think it's I'm gonna sticking with mine, too. Out. Well, definitely sticking with mine, too. Well, since y'all are doing that, I guess I don't have a choice. Y'all are bad influences on my life because clearly, like, I'm in good company. <laughs> and the thing is, I don't want to go and bet. Like, Q's been trying to teach me to use uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, and I haven't quite learned the whole idea of like the over-under and then the prop bets and shit like that. I'm going to learn this stuff for Sunday's game because this this game is something about it. Just like it doesn't sit right for me. Like I want it to be a shootout, but I also want it to be like a, a situational game where it's like the defenses just dictate what it is. And I also mm-hmm. just I just want to see a good game. And when I say a good game, I'm talking like all the way through. So, I mean, I guess anything would be better than the fucking Pro Bowl. So I'm fine with that. Oh, uh, before we get before we get into the Pro Bowl, we have uh, we have some voicemails that we can play. So let's play those, Uh-oh. and then we can talk about the, and then we can talk about the Pro Bowl that I did not watch at all, and mm-hmm. a certain a certain uh, running back from New Orleans who decided to be someone that can get arrested. But here's these voicemails. Uh. When it comes to big games like the Super Bowl or any championship game, mm-hmm. any championship game or big games, the people that usually step up are the ones you least expect to step up. I don't expect Jeff to have a good game. I expect to be him okay. 
but I do expect people that usually don't make big plays to really step up in this Super Bowl. Uh, I want, I'm not going to say Jefferson, but I will tell you, I can give you a couple of names, a couple of impact plays. It won't, it won't be Odell Beckham. It won't be some of these. They're going to make, they're going to get theirs. You know what I'm saying? They're good athletes. They're going to get theirs. But when it comes to that play, like we're talking about, like think about the Patriots when they play Atlanta, when Butler made that interception right at the one yard against the Seahawks. No one saw it. No one knew that was going to be Butler. You know what I'm saying? Look what happened to his career. Changed his life. So the people that are going to step up are not the guys you think are going to step up. What's up, y'all? Hope all is well. Happy Monday. What is going on, man? Happy Monday. I want to hear who his players are because we've done this, like the sports that's for a year. And we've always said like, all right, like this person going to do something. This person ain't going to do something. And FanDuel has fucked us over every week for 19 weeks, um, <laughs> including the Washington football team. But it's not their fault. Just I don't think FanDuel really likes Washington. Like the prices for them are just always ass. But I want to know who his like players will be thriving on Sunday. I'm sticking with Van Jefferson because I believe in dude. I feel like he's going to end up having like 109, maybe like eight receptions, hopefully. But he has other voicemails. Let's see what he got to say. Oh, my God. Um, so we all know quarterback run the franchise. OK, it wasn't that it was Eli. It was Odell Beckham. It was mm-hmm. too much personality in the locker room. That's what they could not deal with. It wasn't about the playing. It was about off the field. It was never by his playing, for real, for real. Damn, I've never heard that before. Q, have you ever heard that? Look, what about you? Have you ever heard, like, you have too much personality for the locker room? Yeah, I mean, I've never you heard, heard that one. You got, you know, well, because he, he, he just... Go ahead, Q, my bad, go ahead. No, it's fine. So, you got to think about it. You know, Baker Mayfield making progressive commercials. Half of them sucked. Um, then you have... You have Miles Garrett. You have, you, you know, it, it, you know, yeah, Miles Garrett. You got Jarvis Landry, and then also uh, Odell. Well, Jarvis Landry's not really in the spotlight much because he doesn't really command it or command it. But you got Baker, so that kind of it, it kind of does fit into that narrative. But uh, but go ahead and make your point, Luke. Well, no, it, it just because wherever Odell goes. Again, and I, I said this earlier in the season, Odell Beckham known for one catch on a Monday night against the Cowboys. That's where he became famous, I think. And ever since he made that catch, he's just, throw me the ball, throw me the ball. And they always show footage of him in practice, catching one-handed and behind the back and this and that and shit. But you know what? His He's exactly right. His personality he thought he could not be stopped. And if they didn't throw him the ball, he'd make a scene about it. Yeah. That's where I think his point came from. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Let's yeah, I agree. Next, let's get to his next, next point. Uh, Greg, <laughs> nobody ever joins any team to play like shit. No professional athlete, not even college, not even semi-pro, joins me to play like shit because they want to play somewhere else, brother. They always put up good numbers regardless. I'm telling you from experience, brother. All right, no matter where you at, even if you hate the team, your numbers always got to be up there. 
So the next book can see and be like, you're productive or you produce when you're on the field. Yeah, I won't believe that too much. No one really plays like shit to go somewhere else. Albert Hainsworth sat in the middle of a fucking field after getting paid $100 million and still got that $100 million and then went somewhere else and got paid again, only to not play. There are plenty of players who will tank on a team, not because they don't want the team to win. It's because they have demands that they want met. Didn't AB just walk off a fucking field like this year? Yeah, yeah. When that happened, right? Um, didn't uh, didn't Kimball Walker walk out on a max contract to go to a terrible team that's not a playoff contender? Am I tripping? I, I, I know this happened. Um, didn't Chris Paul talk himself out of one, two, out of four teams? I, I could have sworn this was the case. Mm. Like, I, I can run... Didn't James Harden... Since we we can keep going back and forth between sports, because I could do this shit all day. Didn't James Harden get fat to get off a team? Am I joking? <laughs> come, come off your mic, sir, because this is a good topic. This is a great topic, sir. This is amazing. Yeah. You cannot tell yeah. me that they're not... <laughs> Ooh, hold on. Let me keep going. Let me keep going, because I'm on fire. I'm like NBA Jam. He's on fire. I, I got, I got yeah. bullets, Q. So, Kyrie Irving, didn't he leave the Boston Celtics after saying and he wanted to retire there because his father played there? And then he said, you know what I'm going to do? Like, I'm going to play with Boston because this is the team I wanted to retire with. And, you know, I'm coming back next year. And then he went to Brooklyn, never played. He has yet to go back and play a game in Boston. Actually, no, he did after he saged the fucking building. Am I tripping? That that happened, right? That yep. was just what last season. That was last season. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um. Um. Since we're still on basketball and about players who wanna will leave a team to you know and play terribly while they're on that team in order to you know move on and stuff like that. LeBron, we can't put him there because he played good everywhere he went, so he's exempt. He can just go yeah. wherever the fuck he wants to go. But they are deaf. John Wall. John Wall. I know how Q feels about him. John Wall played like shit, thinking that he was going to be in a better situation. And he ended up in Houston. There's one right there. Um, Even, honestly, every single person I can think of who played in Washington and won it off the team, they did something egregious to get kicked off the fucking team. Didn't Gilbert Arenas bring, like, a fucking gun to the locker room? He sure did. Yeah. So, I don't even want to keep talking about the NFL. For me alone, Antonio Brown walking out on a team with uh, at least a quarter to play, walking past the players, taking off his jersey, throwing it in the fucking stands, and doing jumping jacks in the end zone. Is that not enough of a player saying, you know what? Like, I'm not going to produce. I want out. That, that to me, is a, a big fucking highlight. Did, Q, who was that player who retired at halftime because he wasn't producing? <laughs> It was from uh, uh, um, uh, He was a defensive player. I cannot remember this dude's yeah, name. He but he back. retired. Yeah, he retired at halftime because he was playing like shit. Some of them like, like, I would like to agree with him that like players don't t- you know tank or you know give away like bad stats in order to get traded. Ben Simmons, Q's favorite person on planet Earth. <laughs> 
He refuses to fucking shoot the not, ball. <laughs> not, 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 only does, say, not, only, not only does he refuse to shoot the ball, but that's because just, he has not played a minute this entire season because he wants to be a, a whiny little bitch. Exactly. Cute. So can we just debunk the fact that like I don't I'm not acting like I'm right about everything, but for him to say players don't tank like, you know, or like pad their stats or whatever like that in order to be traded, that's completely untrue. It's completely fucking untrue. It's documented and we're going through it right now with at least at least every fucking sport. When I say at least, I mean that shit. I'm sure some soccer player like didn't like Neymar, he wanted to like, you know, Stay with the team, but he wanted to get a hundred million dollars, or he was threatening to walk out. Um, didn't Conor McGregor say that he wasn't going to fight again unless he ended up doing? Uh, I think he said he wanted to fight somebody. I forgot who. Uh, Khabib, and he hasn't fought since. Uh, John Jones, UFC said he wanted a heavyweight fight, or else he was going to retire. Daniel Cormier said he was not fighting again after losing to Stipe, and he had to stri- get stripped of that belt. Amanda Nunes didn't want to fight; she lost the belt. Now she's talking about she doesn't want to fight anymore. So you got that. Uh, that's UFC. Uh, golf. Tiger Woods. Like, he's touching pussies and shit like that. And now he's training his son, right? He said he wasn't going to be returning to golf. Whatever. Uh, I'm trying to think of another sport. Uh, the WNBA. Didn't they, like, didn't the, the women's, like, league association wanted them to get, like, priced out? Like, you know, they wanted more money and stuff like that, or else they weren't playing? Well, I remember that. With the, with the WNBA, yeah, this campaign... Mm-hmm. Uh, calling out the lead because Betsy Hammond is making a million dollars and the max salary for a WNBA player is $232,000. Mm. Now she's, she, she, she just left Las Vegas and signed in the signing with, with LA. See? But hey, you don't, you don't mm. just like... <clears throat> I think the, uh, the narrative of the own, like your trade value only being up when you produce that, that is like a null and void thing. Like, if you were a star, at least while you were in that, like, te- on that team, like, you could say, I want out and bounce. Going, so going back to the original point, Odell Beckham has now done this twice. If he doesn't produce, like Lou said, it could be a detriment to the team for the Super Bowl, or it could be a good thing if he does produce. It's honestly all up to wherever Odell's headspace is for that game. We won't know till Sunday, but I'm completely not believing that players do not tank in order to be traded. I know for a fact it's untrue. I know they do it. Can, can I bring <laughs> something up? Just because you you mentioned a name while you were uh, while you were going on about players, you know, tanking mm-hmm. or whatnot, you know. And I remember one of my uh, one of the guys that I work with brought this up to me a couple of weeks ago, so I wanted to look it up. But John Wall. Mm-hmm. Do you do you know the fun fact of the day <laughs> that he's he will earn more money not playing basketball than Michael Jordan did in his entire career? Insanity. In fucking sanity. Right. Uh, he, I was, he has forty seven he has a, yeah, he had that forty million forty seven forty seven million dollar um player option. Next year, and you know he's opting into it. Jesus, Jesus. You know Wait, forty-seven million. You know who else? Forty, forty-six million. You know who has a forty-seven million dollar option for next year? James Harden. Oh my God! You know, 
You know who's getting $44 million? You know, you know who's getting $44 million next year? Who? Brody Westbrook. Brody what? Yep. Wait, it's how much was that again? $44 million. As just a player option? Player option. $44 million. Jesus Christ. Harden, that is why the Harden, that is why yeah that is why that is why no one will trade for, for Russell Westbrook no one is trading for John Wall mm-hmm. and and Harden yes. and John Wall Brody actually all signed their contract in 2017 yep yep they signed, they all signed the supermax yep that's crazy <laughs> 40 plus million for them, for the three of them now. Whew. <clears throat> I mean, I, it, now, at least now two of them are suiting up. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I two mean, of them are suiting up. One's playing like shit. The other one, play. The other one is shit. The other one, one is playing like, one is, one is shit. The other one's playing like shit. And the third one hasn't suited up all season. And he still won't be traded. Because no one, no one's going to take that contract. No one's going to take that contract because you, you know that you know that John Wall's opting in the four. He's not giving up forty six million dollars. Russell Westbrook's oh, not no. giving up forty seven. Giving up forty seven million dollars. I mean forty four million. And well, you can justify it for, for James Harden, but he's going to opt out. He's going to opt out and do it. Get a sign and trade with the Sixers. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> That is yeah, crazy. Whew, I'm broke. When you hear numbers like that, it just reminds you of how poor you are. You're like, oh, what the fuck? Like, 40 million? <laughs> and you ain't grass. <laughs> what the? Jesus Christ, man. Ooh. I'm out here trying to get rich on crypto. This motherfucker. And you know, and you know, the reason why um, James Harden is going to opt out because he has the chance to be the first $50 million player in India next year. Jeez. If he opts out of his contract. I mean, that that's a good point. But do you also want to play with a KD who's pretty much injured at least 30 games a season and Kyrie yeah. who is undecided on if he's a human or an alien? So. <laughs> <laughs> and plays part-time because he can't. Because, yep. he, because he is afraid to get a vaccine. Yeah, I'm going to say it. He's afraid to get, a va- to, get, to get vaccinated. Just get one fucking shot. Just get one fucking shot. Just get one shot. One shot. That's all you need in New York. One shot. One shot. He gets one shot, he can play. He can play at home. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we have a bunch of we have a bunch of voicemails that just came in. Um, again, this episode is a free for all. Uh, it is a free for all this week because uh, the Pro Bowl, no one watches. I didn't watch. Uh, so we just, so uh, yeah, we're just basically shooting the shit this episode. Uh, so if you have any suggestions or anything that um, you would like us to discuss, uh, please leave them in voice notes and we will get to them when we can. But let's get to the voice notes that we have right now because we have a few. Here we go. How can Odell Beckham be the reasons why LA loses when he plays wide receiver? He doesn't play quarterback. So you mean to tell me if Stafford throws five interceptions or six interceptions, is Odell Beckham's fault? <laughs> hey man, I'm out of here, y'all. I think uh <laughs> I'm done for right now. 
but I, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm turn around and come back. <laughs> uh, the reason why a team loses the ball is because the quarterback is playing bad or the quarterback is always the reason why they lose the game. You can make mistakes, but the quarterback control every dynamic. But Odell Beckham, I mean, that's how much this man is not liked. <laughs> you can lose the game and still blame Odell even if it doesn't get thrown in once. It's amazing. Yo, but I'm here for it too, guys. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm loving the combo though. Peace and love. He, he's here. He's not here right now. I'm going to say this. I'm going to leave it to the guys. More games that, at least this year, have been decided by an interception that was missed by the wide receiver not catching the ball than the quarterback throwing it. I've seen, didn't we see that? Uh, who, who was it who had the, the fucking ball hit them right in the numbers and just dropped the ball and cost them the entire fucking game? This was in the playoffs this the, year. The 49ers. Right? Uh, the 49ers. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, so for him, he's a royal fucker. But. So my, my, ahead, my, my last little point, I'm going to let you get a cue. If he says something to the effect of if Matthew Stafford throws five interceptions, I'll give you one better. If he throws five interceptions, I can guarantee you at least two of those are going to be two Odell Beckham. I can fucking guarantee it. So if we're talking mm-hmm. interceptions, just pure interceptions, if two out of the five come off the back of trying to get the ball to Odell Beckham, who has a history of saying he needs the ball because that's when he can produce. Is it on the, you know, I can get it like a overthrow or some shit like that. What happens if it's Odell Beckham for two of those five? I, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm, I'm done. And, and I, I understand what he was saying, like that it's all the quarterback's fault, but that's not necessarily true. And that's why I brought yep. up the point that I said is because Odell Beckham will drop the ball. It might be hit him right mm-hmm. down the numbers and he'll drop the ball or he'll try running before catching the ball. That's what I meant by the, the, they could lose the game because of that. That's mm-hmm. all. Yeah. But the thing is, like, people think instantly, like, okay, well, the, the player, he fumbled or, you know, he got an interception. It's the quarterback's fault. Like, sometimes if you're watching the game, you can see it for yourself. But I'm sure it's completely different on the field. It's like, yo, like, that ball went directly to him. He's doing too much. I'll give you an example that Q use, like, at least, like, once every year. He'll bring it up. When um, Deshaun Jackson got to the fucking one-yard line. Oh. I remember that play fucking vividly. We, we blaming the quarterback on that one? Every, everybody hey, remembers are you, that Are you play. talking about the game against Dallas where he got to the water and, like, dropped the ball? Because he yes. thought he was in the end zone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I remember that. We, we, bl- we blaming the fucking quarterback for that? Exactly. Like, yes, the, the, the quarterbacks aren't absolved from everything. But at the same time, whenever they fucking win, like, we give it to the quarterback. The same, we talked about Aaron Rodgers a couple weeks ago. It's like, yo, when, you know, like, if Aaron Rodgers wins, like, it's all up to Aaron Rodgers. Like, he did everything. But the moment he does something wrong, it's like, okay, like, it, it's everybody else's fault, right? It, it, it has to be them. It has to be the receivers. It has to be the offensive line. It has to be the running back. It's like, no, nah, it, it could be Aaron Rodgers. So me making my point here is this. With Odell, the only reason we brought Odell up is because he came to the team with the notion of making this team better, who is better already. They would be in the same, in my personal opinion, they would be in the same position that they are in today with or without Odell Beckham. And that's not even with hate of Odell Beckham. He makes them a stronger, cohesive team, similar to how fucking uh, Tampa was made when they won the Super Bowl, when they went on that run. 
They had fucking Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown, who pretty much was a walk-on on the team, right? The Rams had that same yeah. situation. My issue is, like, you know, what Lou was saying, he makes or breaks that game because you have to give him 10 targets or more. It's not negotiable. His, his first Super Bowl, you telling me Odell Beckham, he's going to have fucking three receptions? That's not happening. And you have to think, too, the only, the only reason Odell Beckham is, is with the Rams is because Robert Woods got injured. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, he's he, he's damn lucky he's even where he's at right now. I yeah, think. yeah, and that's why I was saying he won't be there next year. And that's win or lose. Like if they win, he's going to whatever fucking team he wants to go to. He go he goes wins his ring, and uh, on Sunday during the off season, he's like, hey, like thanks, you know, L.A. We can either run it back, but y'all got to pay me my money now. You think they're gonna try to pay Odell? And then try to go and pay Cooper Cup in two seasons, and try to keep Robert Woods, and pay K- uh, Cam Akers and Stafford too. Like, come on now, and Aaron, Do- Aaron, Do- come on, man. It ain't happening. Odell is an expendable. Odell is an expendable piece. Him and Debo will be playing with each other next year. Like, okay, the, the one-two punch in San Francisco, and God forbid if Aaron Rodgers ends up in California with them too. The rest is fucking history. Because, you know, uh, what's the name? Devontae Adams is getting franchised. He's not going any fucking where. But, you know, with Odell, like, if he wins that ring, he's going to, you know, take his stock to get a max contract. If he loses, they're going to be like, well, we got Robert Woods. We really don't need to resign you. So it's just all up to how this game plays out. But he has to ball out on Sunday. He has to do whatever the fuck he can to prove that, hey, I may or may not make it to the Super Bowl again next year. And he's the only one on that team that has that, you know, under his belt that he has to do it. The only thing that I would disagree with you with on that is if, if the Rams do win a Super Bowl and Odell wants to go somewhere else, he's not getting a max contract. Oh, that, that, that's, that's my only thing. He'll, 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 I mean, he's not going to get Oh, well, yeah, of course he's going to want it. But that, depending on his performance in the Super Bowl, is going to dictate how much he makes next year. Yep. But you never know. Bruce Arians will say, you know what? Like, we we need to replace Uh Antonio Brown. Let's just go ahead and pick up Odell. Why the fuck not? Like, he's used to the personality that needs it, the diva mentality. But who knows? Odell's about to have a baby. I think him and uh, Lolo are about to have a baby. So he might be like, you know what? I want to settle it down. I just want to, you know, play out the remaining years of my career. I don't give a fuck where I play. I just, you know, give me the money or give me the championships. I'll go to a contender every year if I have to. And if he does that, like more power to him. But this year in particular, it's boom and bust for him. Yep. Completely agree. Let's get to these other questions. Here we go. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Yeah, man. I mean, you're definitely right. There there are some some players that... uh, you know, made a bad decision for the money and thought maybe they'll go to a, a team that might end up growing and ended up to be fucking shitty for a while. You know, uh, I don't know how much regrettable it is. I mean, it probably will be regrettable. I'm guessing if you're like, you know, in your 30s, you know, 30 or 31 uh, prime time and you think things are working out. But I think like, if I think off the top of my head, there's one player that probably got lucky that thought would 
they would be in a shitty team for, for a while and changed pretty quick. It's probably Devin Booker. I remember watching Devin Booker when he first came out off the draft. Man, I was like, shoof, <laughs> this motherfucker ball, you know? And I forgot who was injured. Somebody was injured that he took his place, but then things, you know, turned out well. You got Chris Paul coming, DeAndre. He's speaking that gospel. He's talking that shit. Yeah. Was that Malik? No, that wasn't Malik. I heard, I heard Devin Booker. That wasn't Malik. Next week, Here we go. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if my message cut off, but, you know, and things turned out well. You know? You're right about John Wall. He left because him and Bill were, what, two of the top probably 10 combos players in the NBA for a little while. You know, they just mm-hmm. had shitty-ass, you know, shooting forwards. And uh, they had no centers. And they had no bench, you know. And it's, I don't know. What do y'all think about Brooklyn, man? What the fuck's going on with the Brooklyn the Lakers, huh? <laughs> I don't think any of us would have predicted <laughs> that they would be this fucking bad, you know, in February. I mean, what the hell's going on, man? I've been so damn busy. I haven't been keeping up as much, but what y'all let me know what y'all think. Q, what you think, uh, sir? What, what, you, uh, what you think? What you think about Brooklyn? Uh, Brooklyn is injured in Kyrie. Um, Kyrie. Damn. And I also, damn. And I also, <laughs> and I also think that, that James Harden is pulling, the, pulling another Houston trying to get the fuck out of Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Super team. We, and we we've wasted enough work on the Lakers. They suck. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about that. I'll, I'll save it for next week because the question I was going to ask is about super teams. I'll save it for next week because that's a big one for me. Because wait, when is the uh, when is the deadline? Is it Tuesday or Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. Thursday, Thursday, four, three o'clock. Oh boy! Oh, it's going to get real dicey. Can't wait! Can't mm-hmm. wait! I mean, we've already so we've already had uh, a highlight trade. Uh, well, it wasn't really a highlight because only one highlight player went in. You know, all right. So basically, the trade was Karis Levert was traded from the from the Pacers to the Cavaliers for Ricky Rubio's contract and some picks. Uh, Lou, because that's yep. your team. I want you to. I want you, I want you to give your assessment of that trade. Good or bad for. Well, first things first, you, you, you notice I changed my avatar to my Cavalier colors. So I just wanted to point that out. Um, Look at that. Look at Lou. Look at Lou. <laughs> um, it works out great for him because um, I'm not sure how many years they have Levert under contract. But they they did mortgage a little bit of their future. Um, with, with the draft picks and stuff like that, but they're in a like, I mean, they're in win now mode. Um, will they win the championship? Probably not, but um, like the prediction that I made a few weeks ago that they were gonna finish at least as a top four seed, it's it's looking mighty, mighty good right now, and, and yeah, this, this works out perfectly for them. 
Rondo is and do you, starting to pick it up. But but Rondo, go ahead, Greg. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to ask you because you said in the top four, where you think they'll land? Like one, what three, four? No. Um, I, I'm I'm going to mm, mm. see. That's tough. Um, because Garland's been injured. If he could stay healthy, I'm going to say a three seed. Um, okay. I, I I just I don't see them finishing below a four. At least okay. I hope they don't. Okay, so I would say this. I would say this. Uh, Cleveland desperately needed to make that trade because if, if Darius Garland goes down for any amount of time, that's Cleveland right. season. Yeah, Cleveland yeah, I agree. Season. I agree. Um, so I, I they had to make that trade. I actually think it was a great trade for Cleveland. Uh, because yeah, my wizards. <sighs> this is the thing about Washington teams. When you give them too much credit at the beginning of the season, they throw egg in your face. At the beginning of the season, we've given the wizards so much, so much praise. Less until Junior is the right coach for the team, and I still believe that wholeheartedly. You know, they were 10 and 3. Bill's going to sign a long term contract. Actually, I don't even want him to be signed. No, I'm gone. Because the games that he's missed, the games that he's missed, the Wizards have won. They do need to, like, whatever the Wizards need to do before Thursday at 3 o'clock, they need to do whatever they can to get rid of Spencer Dinwiddie and Dobbins Bertans. Get Let them go by. Yeah. That was my Dinwiddie. question for you two, because you you, okay. you two were the Wizards fans. Like, I mean, you know their team very well, and the rumors have been going around that Bradley does, does Bradley Beal want out? He, he wants out. He wants out. So Unless they do. You, yeah. Do you think he gets traded? Do you think he gets traded I, by Wednesday or Thursday? No, I'm sorry. No, I think he. I think if. If he decides to leave, it's going to be a signing trade. Um, yeah. and, and signing trade in the offseason. But if the Wizards can do whatever they can to swing the trade for DeMondis Sabonis, that might change his mind. It's going to involve, it's going to involve losing Kuzma. Because Kuzma's going to have to be involved in a trade. And I don't want to see that. I actually don't want to see that happen now. Because Blondie has been playing his ass off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to cost us one of either Denny Avia, Avia, whatever his fucking name is. Um, it's going to either him, Corey Kispert, which I don't want to be traded, or Hachimura. I'd rather see Hachimura go. Yeah. Kispert can shoot the can shoot lights out. And Avia is becoming a lockdown, a lockdown defender. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'd rather see Yuri go. He missed half the season yeah. anyway, so why, why the fuck not? Exactly. You ain't missing nothing. Ain't enough tape on him, so. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to take, it's going to take, it's going to take one of them, it's going to take one of them, and it's, it's definitely going to take, um, uh, including Kyle Kuzma in that trade. Um, but I do honestly believe that if the Wizards can swing a trade to get uh, Demonis Sabonis and get Denver really off the fucking team. I think Bradley Bill stays. 
You know where I think Sabonis lands? Because all three of us know that the Pacers are in complete fire sale. They're they're getting rid of everybody. Mm-hmm. I think I somehow think that Sabonis lands uh, with the Lakers. Wow. If he ends with the Lakers, you know what? Wait, 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 The Lakers? What assets yeah. do the Lakers have to trade for the Monica Taylor, hold on. Whatever assets. Whatever assets LeBron tells them to get rid of. The Pacers, the Pacers are not taking Russell Westbrook's contract. No, but they'll take They're young not. players. They're they're what in full rebuild. You gotta okay. They may be in full rebuild, but they don't have the sal- LA doesn't have the salaries to match some bonuses contract. Well, here's the thing. You got? Would you? You got? Listen, 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 Straight up, and let's not forget the Lakers cannot trade a first round pick until 2029. So you can't include you can't include first round pick because you're going to take at least two of them to get some bonus. Because they two, because they two of them to get some bonus. Next, <clears throat> we all know that Russell Westbrook. Russell, Russell, well, they say no contract is untradeable. We saw that last year when the Lakers traded. For Russell Westbrook, they're not. The mm-hmm. Pacers are not taking on forty-six million dollars. They're not. That's the only contract. That's the only contract that the Lakers can feel that can honestly send out that will match. That will match the bonus of salary. Besides okay, that, so the only the only big contract that they have, and you got a lot five of them in there. Is Taylor Horton, Taylor Horton Tucker, who makes nine million dollars? Mm-hmm. Sabonis makes thirty-three million. Where are you gonna find that on the twenty-eight? Do a three-team trade. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm looking with at no NBA picks. trade machine. Nope. Yeah, I'm mixed. looking at NBA trade oh, machine, and they're saying that the potential trade it's Miles Turner. I'm going to the Lakers for Horton Tucker, Nunn, and what's his name? Dumabaya. I think that's how you say his name. Uh, Duambaya. Either, whatever. Whoever the fuck. I is. know who you're talking about, but yeah, I can't pronounce his name either. But I know who yeah, you're so talking about. So it'll be a three for one trade, um, $18 million in total salary. So that would. Because as soon as he said Horton Tucker, I was like, shit, like that actually sounded like a good one. So I looked at the trade machine. That's the number one trade that they're talking about the Lakers could possibly do. So bonus, all I keep hearing is the Wizards. That's the only team that they're like, you know what, they got enough capital for them. So, but I could see him going to the Lakers. The thing is, LeBron's on that team. I don't put anything past LeBron. The motherfucker could say fucking Mega Man and Spider-Man and Iron Man are all coming to play for the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm like, you know what, let me grab my controllers because clearly it's about to fucking happen. So, Never doubt any team that LeBron's on. They will literally burn the entire fucking roster for him to get one player. We've seen it done. Like I said, bonus on a 
Le- LeBron talk, talks to the front office and tells them, hey, I want this guy, this guy, this guy. They're going to do whatever they can to please LeBron. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, now Q, you, you, got, uh, you got the option of a Lakers trade. You already talked about the Wizards trade. What is a third option that Sabonis should go to? Um... Charlotte. Charlotte. Don't they have enough? God damn. Who don't they have? No. Well, they that, that makes sense. Yeah, that they makes need sense. Who's your, who they got? Mason Plumley. Boom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. PJ Washington. And, and, uh, and PJ, PJ Washington. Too small. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a good option. We'll see. Actually, you know, you know. Actually, that that, that option is more is more so uh, geared towards Miles Turner than Sabonis. I don't see. A, I, I would I would say the only other option for Sabonis that realistic option that makes sense is Sabonis going to Boston. To where Boston? To Boston. Oh. Don't say that. Don't say that. But other than that, I don't see where else that he would be a logical fit. I'm trying to see. Uh, who in the hell could Boston get? Right now, it's saying that Sabonis could either go to uh, uh, Boston, Phoenix, or Toronto. Toronto, what the fuck? No. Uh, Sabonis to Boston. Nobody wants to play for Boston. Uh, Sabonis for Horford, Shooter. And a 2025 second round pick. Damn. Uh, you would think Boston's kind of tired of just giving up everything for nothing. So anything is possible, though. Well, we have till Thursday. Um, only person I really want to see traded is Jalen Brown. That's the only person in this league I want to see get traded right now. <laughs> like, but like the thing is, like, get something for him before he walks. Like, We've had a history of just letting people walk. And it's like, why? Just get something. I don't give a fuck what you something, though. So, I don't know. But then again, I mean, Q got nothing for nothing when they went from fucking Washington football team to the commander. So, there's that. So. Uh, I'm going to throw another team. I think <laughs> I'm going to throw another, another team in there for Sabota. What's that? What about Toronto? I like Toronto. Don't even have like an actual big man, like a a true center. Yeah, and we got Boucher playing center. That's not that's not feasible for them. Boucher and, and Achua or Achua or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they Sabonis would help them. Yeah. Anyway, and and Toronto's like they they're making a push to get a higher seed to for the playoffs too. So. Mm-hmm. Well, and that that's all I have for the league until they give me some more trade options and shit. But I I did have a question because I know Q was about to bring it up, but we got voicemails, so I don't know if you want to play those, Q. Yeah, let's go ahead and play those now. Here we- I, yeah, because I'm driving, so I just remembered. Yeah, in soccer, man, you know that's my number one sport right there. Yeah, you can't imagine, because soccer is, like, basically the biggest sport 
you know, with the most teams and most clubs all over the planet. But hands down, man, my God, the amount of talent of players that just got stuck on the contracts and is, you know, they don't do trades, you know, in soccer, you know, which is unfortunate. I think that'd be perfect. You know, I mean, the amount of trades that happen is like extremely rare, but trades would be perfect for that sport, you know. But the amount of players that was so damn talented, <laughs> you know, spent three, four, five years just stuck. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they, they probably some of them probably got lucky and had maybe one good season. You know, but all that talent, man, just wasted. And then boom, you know, they dip out to a better team, and then guess what? Sometimes they end up on the bench <laughs> for a couple of more years. Yep. Yep. That's true. Alright, so we have a special voicemail that I want to play, and it's someone that we Uh-oh. have not heard for heard from in a long time. And you know who that is? Our boy, our correspondent on the street. Lord, here we go. Oh shit! Look who I done pulled up on. It's YBAB. What it do, my guys? What's going on, Greg? What's going on, QDZ? We're shaking with you, Lou. Man, if I knew you guys were going to be on these stereo streets, I would have went in the streets and gathered up some street news for you guys. But you know, the weather's bad out here. I'll be be done. Crash the hood ride, so you know I ain't got no wheels, oh, no. and it's raining on one side of the street and snowing on the other. So yeah, I'm just gonna <laughs> stay my ass inside. But what to do, my guys? Long time no hear from. It's good to see you up here. Look at that. <laughs> Look at Lord Shmeek <laughs> said he's staying out the street right now. He said it's too goddamn cold. I'm gonna catch you in the spring. That's what he said. He gonna come out and a little bit warmer outside. I hear that. I hear that. It's good to hear from Shamik, man. Oh man, Lord Shamik, it's good to hear from you, brother. It's been it's been a while. We need we need some more dirt on Kyrie. So uh, when it yes, warms sir. up, yeah, we need you out. We need you out and about. Tell tell how oh. to, get, to, to get the ride fixed. Facts. Now <laughs> hold on. Since we have since we have Lord Shamik here, he has to give us his football score prediction. That way we can add that to the tally. And if anybody else wants to tell us what your predictions are for Sunday's game, just give us the you know the actual score, and we'll see how close you are on Monday when we record the sports desk for next week. Uh, Q, do you have the scores that we all predicted? I know you said twenty eight twenty four, right? I said twenty eight twenty four. I think if I remember correctly, uh, Greg, you were thirty two or no thirty nine. Quick, fellas, y'all think uh, Bar is gonna show up in Super Bowl, man? <laughs> you think he's gonna bring that fucking fire? And Stafford's gonna choke, you know, under pressure. Even though I know that defense, 
the Rams, they got they're gonna they're gonna ape shit. Maybe maybe not in a higher percentage than they will. But you think Boris gonna fucking ape shit out there, man? Just fucking go nuts. You know, I think in FanDuel they have him for like 267, 276. The over under. I don't know. What do y'all think? Um, all I'm gonna say is it's the year of the tiger. I'm going with fucking Cincinnati. I'm going with you know the narrative. I just yeah. I'm I'm going with the fucking year of the tiger. Um, plus, yep. I, I need somebody to root for. Brady's gone. Brady's gone, bro. So <laughs> I, I Wait, need my next guy to root up. for Brady. No, here's the thing. No, I'm saying since Brady's gone, like I have to have like some the, the next up. Like, and everybody thinks it's Mahomes, but I told you I don't like his wife and his brother, so it's fucked them. So I, I have to have somebody, right? And Joe Burrow might be like my, my Brady, like the, the guy I can root for at the beginning. Like with Brady, I didn't have the chance to root for him at the beginning because I didn't like his haircut. So it was like fuck him forever. But he got he got better. So for me, like Joe, Joe Burrow is like the guy that is like like you know, like even if you're not from Cincinnati, if they do bad, you're like, hey, you know what? They did bad. But we like Joe Burrow. Nothing about Joe Burrow screams like he's a bad guy until he comes out to be like a Trump supporter, some shit like that. Then it's like fucking forever, right? But you know, for right now, like you know, Joe Cool, he he just really nice. Like he just looks like a a likable person. Like I would smoke weed with him. Like that's how cool he, he looked to me. He got that swag right now. Yes, man. You you gotta have the way he carries himself. Yeah, I I would definitely I would definitely go and get a. Yeah. yeah, like when, when I look at like all the other, the only other quarterback, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm sure like they look like a cornball on the field, but like in real life, they look like they get like they have fun. Like Russell Wilson to me, like I've always thought Russell Wilson just he looks like fucking Carlton Banks. Like whenever he does like the presses and shit like that, but the moment that the camera's off, he's like, yo, I'm about to go get drunk. And fuck some bitches. Like, that's what I picture from <laughs> Russell Wilson, right? Like, I've always pictured Russell Wilson to be, like, one guy when the camera's on. And then when the camera's off, he's just, like, the wildest fucking individual in the world. He, he would probably, like, text Q and I. It's like, yo, I'm out here. I'm on 8th Street tonight. I'm a CR. Shots on me. Like, I can see that from Russell Wilson. Um, some other quarterbacks. mentioned Russell Wilson's name. I'm sorry. Anytime you mentioned Russell Wilson's name. The only thing I can think about is that picture when he got drafted. <laughs> and his see? girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you, you see, that's, you, look, you oh. have to have swag to leave the wife that he had and get Sierra, right? Like, you have to have some type of swag for that. So, like, other quarterbacks, I think, that personally have, like, swag like Joe Burrow. Um, like, Jimmy G, because, I mean, he's fucking strippers, right? So there's that. Um I don't see Lamar Jackson having swag. He can dress, but he like you. You've ever seen like somebody who can dress, but they have no swag. Like that's Lamar Jackson to me. Like plus he just he hang out yeah. in Baltimore all the time, and I understand he plays for Baltimore, but as close as he is to DC, like yo, there's more shit to do in DC than Baltimore. You just like you hang on the block and shit. Like that's not that, that's not swag to me. Um, Mahomes, absolutely. You see the way Mahomes walks. There's no swag there. Have you ever seen him try to like strut off field? <laughs> yo, there's no fucking swag there. Not at all. Bro. Uh, like, yo, all I, I want everybody when y'all finish listening to this podcast to go and YouTube 
Patrick Mahomes walks off field. That shit is is pure comedy. There's like a six minute clip of like him walking off after like a throw and shit like that. Comedy. Oh my god, yo! Like I've never cried so much. And plus, you know, after the whole thing with his brother dancing on Sean Taylor's like memorial, fuck that forever. Um, who was another quarterback who has swag in the league? Um, I would say Jameis Winston, but it don't have crab legs. So, um, you know what? What 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 about Derek Carr? Derek Carr definitely looked like he got swag, man. Derek Carr definitely got swag. You know what? That was a Lou great segue because Q was supposed to be bringing up Vegas. He's supposed to be bringing up Vegas because he said back when a homeboy from the Raiders ended up getting that DUI for killing that young lady about Vegas and how like it's just a a detriment to football and it's going to be a lot of disasters, especially now that the Pro Bowl is going to be hosted there. Um, Q, you were talking earlier about another player from the New Orleans Saints who I said in my head, I was like, yo, like you don't want him in Vegas. You don't want him doing something crazy. Uh, Kamara, what the fuck did he do? I heard he did something, but I didn't know exactly what he did. Okay, so we had the nine nine watch Pro Bowl yesterday uh, on Sunday. I know I damn sure didn't watch it. I forgot it. I forgot that he was even playing. I forgot it was even. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, let me let me go and get the article. Um, let me go and get the article. One second. You know it's bad if Q got to go look for the article. Hold on, I'm gonna play a voicemail real quick. Hold on, one right, second. Go I don't know why I'm messing with it through, but um, if it didn't, I, I said um, 28, 21. Um, I'm going with the Rams on this one. I'm liking that Rams defense. Uh, Cincinnati let me down a few years back, and uh, I don't know. I just. Uh, I like the Rams. I like the Rams, man. I'm going with the Rams. 28-21. I think it's going to be a good, close game. Okay. All right. Let's see. Right. So, DZ, I heard you say you wanted some news on Kyrie, but um, unfortunately, Kyrie has turned into a groundhog. He has not popped his head out in a minute. I ain't seen him in no strip clubs. I ain't even seen him in the local bars. I ain't even seen him standing on the corner trying to get some weed from nobody. So uh, he out here ducking the COVID police heavily. So he, he done pulled a disappearing act. But uh, I'm going to the game on the, I think, the the 23rd. I think there's a game at the uh, at Barclays Center. So, you know, I will be sneaking to the back to see if I can get a exclusive from him if he's there. Oh shit, yo. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, uh, oh my god. Not not a groundhog, baby. Not a groundhog. Oh, All right, I have the I have the article and there has been uh another it has been a new interesting nugget that has come out of this story. So I'm gonna read it now. Okay, according to the Associated Press. So he was so Alvin Kamara was released uh from uh from the, from the joint today. Uh, but a new key detail about Kamara's arrest has emerged and it sheds light on what has been a truly bizarre turn of events. According to the Associated Press, Kamara's 
uh, of us stems from an incident that trans transpired before the probo. Apparently, the 26-year-old was already a suspect of battery even before Sunday's star-studded NFL event. <clears throat> Police learned Saturday that New, that New Orleans Saints running back Alvin Kamara was a suspect in a pre-dawn beating of a man in the Las Vegas nightclub, but did not arrest wow. Kamara after Sunday's NFL Pro Bowl, a Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department spokesman acknowledged Monday. Uh, there was some talk. There was some talk about the Saints running back getting involved in a nightclub incident in the aftermath of Sunday's Pro Bowl. Apparently, the alleged beating transpired the night or early morning before. Um, Kamara was arrested and charged after the Pro Bowl and is now facing felony charges for battery, assault, and substantial bodily harm. If proven guilty, the Saints star can face jail time, state prison time, of up to five years. Mm -mm -mm. Yo, what the f yo? Do, like, do Vegas feel like they have? It, okay, that right. just brings out the worst in people. I, I, I mean, yeah. it, you know, yeah. Like, Hugh said it when that whole thing happened. He was like, "This won't be the first. It is the first time, but it won't be the last." And that was when um the dude from the Raiders ended up having that issue. So every run, yeah, like I I don't know what it is, but that that's that's really bad, bro. <laughs> um, Kamara, who honestly, like, he hasn't been getting it done on the field in the past two seasons any fucking way. Um, especially now with like Breeze gone, like he's kind of expendable. Not not even Breeze. I, now that Sean Payton is gone, yeah. And they just, hired, they, just, they just hired their new head coach today. They hired their defensive coordinator, Dennis Allen. Oh, and we even touched on uh, coaching hires. They're down two more minority coaches in the NFL now. Mm. So we oh, had Mike, nice. Mike, 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 Mike McDaniel, um, who was the offensive coordinator for the 49ers, who biracial. Uh, he was hired in Miami to become to replace both Brian Flores as, as Miami's head coach. And our old friend, Lovey Smith, was hired by the Texans today wow. to be their head coach. And he was he was a defensive coordinator last year. That's crazy. Well, congratulations to them, man. Four projects. But, I like it. Yes. And, and you know what? It was, and it, it, oh, it was I, I thought we were done talking about NFL, but we have to discuss before we close out with awards and get on out of here. We have to discuss this new lawsuit that was filed by Brian Flores against um, the NFL as a whole, and specifically the Giants, the um, the Broncos, and the Dolphins. Uh, and there's some <clears throat> excuse me, there's some bombshells in that in that announcement. Let me pull that article up. Oh, see, so yeah. See, so yeah, I'm terrified right. right now. <laughs> All right. So we have... Uh, right. <clears throat> All right, so just two hours ago, um, Pro Football Talk published an article, and this is uh, some fallout from that um, from that lawsuit he filed. Um, the headline says Ryan Flores claimed through counsel that he didn't get the Texas job due to his lawsuit. 
The Texans had three finalists for the head coaching job. Then they went off the board and promoted defensive coordinator Lovey Smith. It seems a little fishy. One of the finalists, Brian Flores, agrees. His lawyers issued the following statement, statement on Monday evening. Mr. Flores is happy to hear that the Texans have hired a black head coach, Lovey Smith. And Mr. Flores' goal in breaking his case is to provide real opportunities for black and minority candidates to be considered for coaching and executive positions within the NFL, the statement reads. However, we will be remiss not to mention that Mr. Flores was one of one of three finalists for the Texans head coach, head coach position. And after a great interview and mutual interest, it is obvious that the only reason Mr. Flores was not selected was his decision to stand up against racial inequality across the NFL. Mm. <clears throat> uh, the article continues. Those who bring claims of discrimination are protected against retaliation for exercising their rights. Indeed, the second lawsuit, alleging retaliation for filing suit, often can be stronger than the first one. If and when Flores officially claims that his lawsuit is keeping him from getting job opportunities, the Texans will have to explain and defend their decision to opt for Smith instead of Flores. If anyone admits that it had anything to do with Flores filing a lawsuit, or if any text or emails point that way, the Texans will have a very hard time avoiding liability to Flores. Mm. Um, and I'm going to go back and, and, uh, and the, uh, lost the, the story on the actual lawsuit. Oh, you got it? Y'all got it. So, uh, and this is from ESPN. For those who were living under a rock the last six days, but here we go. Brian Flores has sued the NFL and three teams, the Dolphins, the Broncos, and the Giants, alleging discrimination regarding his interview processes with Denver and New York and his firing last month by Miami. The 58-page lawsuit was filed in Manhattan Federal Court on Tuesday, last Tuesday, and seeks class action status. Flores alleges that Dolphins owner Stephen Ross attempted to incentivize him to tank or purposely lose games shortly after he was hired in 2019, with Ross allegedly offering Flores $100,000 for every loss that season. Mm-hmm. Flores says that as the team won games late in the season, Dolphins general manager Chris Greer told him Ross was, quote, mad, unquote, that the on-field success was, quote, compromising the team's draft position, unquote. Additionally, Flores alleges that Ross pressured him into recruiting a, quote, prominent quarterback, unquote, at the end of the 2019 season, which the coach refused, <clears throat> refused so as to not to violate the NFL's tampering rules. Ross then allegedly invited Flores onto a yacht for lunch in the winter of 2020, where he informed him that the quarterback was, quote, quote, conveniently, unquote, arriving at the marina for an impromptu meeting. Flores refused the meeting and left the yacht. Afterwards, Flores alleges that he was, quote, treated with disdain and held out as someone who was non-compliant and difficult to work with, unquote. He was fired January 10th, despite recording the Dolphins' first back-to-back winning season since 2003. The Dolphins went 10-6 in 2020 and 9-8 in 2021. Flores also alleged that the Giants interviewed him last month for their head coaching vacancy for no other reason than compliance with the NFL's ruling rule. 
which requires teams to interview minority candidates for their open positions. The league has amended that rule in recent years and now says teams must hold an in-person interview with at least one external minority candidate for any general manager or head coach opening. Flores alleges that he spoke with the Giants via Zoom on January 18th prior to the team hiring former Buffalo Bills assistant general manager Joe, Joe Schoen as his GM on January 23rd. He said that the next day, Schoen finalized his interview date for January 27th, and Giants co-director of player personnel Tim McDonald text Flores saying he hoped he would, quote, come in and win the fucking job, unquote. However, hours later, Flores' lawsuit alleges he received a series of text messages from Patriots coach Bill Belichick, who, under whom Flores worked for 10 years in New England. In those texts, Belichick told Flores he had heard from Buffalo and New York and NYG that you are their guy, unquote. Flores asked Belichick to clarify whether he meant to talk to him or to Brian Dayball, who was also in the running for the Giants' job. Belichick acknowledged his error and informed him that the Giants wanted um, Dayball. Quote, wow. sorry, I fucked this up. I double-checked and misread the text. I think they are naming Brian Dayball. I'm sorry about that, unquote. So wow. Oh, it's, it's, it gets juicier. <laughs> Damn. It gets juicier. Flores alleges that his, his January 27th interview with the Giants, which satisfied the Rooney rule because he was the first minority candidate to interview in person, was a sham. New York hired Dave the former Bills offensive coordinator, one day later. Flores alleges that a similar scenario occurred when he interviewed with the Broncos for their head coaching job in 2019. Flores says that then, that then Denver general manager John Elway, among others, arrived to the interview an hour late and hung over, alleging that alleging they had been, quote, drinking heavily the night before, unquote. Mm-hmm. The giant... Uh, I'm going to stop right there. Yo. Um, damn. <clears throat> uh, shit, I want you to keep going, but you ain't got to. I, I, That's I, a lot. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. That was a lot. Yo, like, could no, 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 no. S- save some, because I, I okay. feel like there's gonna be more developments next week for sure. Yes, but what the you showed? Never mind. I don't even want to rehash it. That is Brian Flores, man. Even though you blacklisted officially after coming out as the whistleblower, but man, um, not that I expected something like that because I definitely didn't. That's some of the wildest shit I've ever heard. But they they said that the NFL owners treat the NFL and like their business like a frat. And, you know, it's like once you in there, you in. But once you turn on them, you'll never come back in. So that is crazy, man. Um, damn. But my thing is, okay, right. without sounding fucked up about it, why is it always either Dan Snyder or Bill Belichick always in the middle of some shit. Have y'all noticed that pattern? Like, it's always one of the two. Always. Like, with the, the cheerleader shit, the um, the Houston Texans shit with Deshaun Watson, now, like, Bill Belichick's, he's getting text from a rival saying that, like, they interviewed. That's a lot of shit, man. Right. Like, who, and every, every, like everybody... Uh, when he got fired, when Flores got fired, 
I don't think there was one person that didn't like look at it and go, "Why?" Exactly. Why did he get fired? I, mean, I, I remember that that day, January fifth, on this show, and I read that, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Why?" He's fired. Although he didn't get to the playoffs, Miami in all three years, remember that in his first year, Miami was not supposed to win any games. None. Mm-hmm. It was what the what the Texans which should which what the Texans should have been this year. Complete trash. He won five games that season. He won five games. That's group. The Dolphins went five the Dolphins went five and eleven. Twenty twenty. That's when they drafted tour. Where Ryan Fitzpatrick was there playing, you know, being a, coming out of the bullpen at times. The Dolphins went 10 and 6 and just barely missed the seventh seed. Mm-hmm. 2021. <clears throat> 2021. The Dolphins started the season 1 and 7. 1 and 7. They won. Mm-hmm. They won 8 out of their last 9 games to finish 9 and 8. And barely again, barely missed the playoffs. Barely missed the playoffs again. So, what do you think? You have a coach yeah. that can rally a team, even if even when they were mired in a seven game losing streak, in a seven game losing streak, that first win came in London against Atlanta. Uh-huh. And you rallied, he rallied that team because remember, that was their bye week. It was, they were rumbling, strong rumblings that he was going to get fired. They didn't fire him then. <laughs> and then he led the team to winning eight out of nine games. Mm-hmm. Had, it, had they won nine straight, they would have been in the playoffs. They would have been in jail. Well, it wouldn't have been Pittsburgh. It would have been Miami. And you fire him. He just corrupt the shit. And you fire him. How do you fire what? somebody for doing their job? Exactly right. Yo, he he's doing what you want to. Actually, no, because they wanted to take. But my issue is, why? Like at that point, you're like, all right, like we're winning games now. We're doing what we need to. We have the coach. We have seemingly our offense. They just don't want Tua. They they don't want Tua. But who I don't think they do either. Who, yeah, but who the fuck could they possibly get from this year's draft? No one, because the quarterback can be in draft and trash. That's what, that's what I'm saying. So you, you, you either, but, 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 but also, but here's the thing. They had a chance. They had the number five pick two years ago. Number five. Mm-hmm. Just picking the draft. They could have drafted Justin Herbert. Yep. Herbert went 10th. He went 10th mm-hmm. to, to, to the Chargers. They could have drafted. If they didn't, if they truly didn't want to win. If they truly didn't want to win. They should have drafted Justin Herbert. Yep. So that's on the that's on the GM. But that's again, on the GM. That's, that's like that's like saying okay. So that's like saying before Jay Gruden got fired, Jay Gruden did not want Dwayne Haskins. He did not want to draft Dwayne Haskins. Who drafted Dwayne Haskins? Daniel Mark Snyder. Because. Yeah, local product. He's gonna sell some tickets, and we saw how that we saw how that turned out. Yeah. So that's on, that's not on Brian Flores because Brian, 
honestly, you can honestly say it. their pursuit of their pursuit of, of, of Deshaun Watson showed that he did not want Tua as his quarterback, and he didn't draft he he didn't draft him. He just you know how you go to this, you go to this, you know, someone if someone goes shopping for you, you have to cook what they buy. That was that was his situation in Miami. He had to cook what he bought. He had to cook what was bought for him, and what was bought for him was Tua. Well, all I know is there's going to be a lot to be said after Sunday. Um, oh, yeah. Probably like m- Monday morning, all hell's going to break loose. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be here. We're going to be here to talk all that shit. I'm telling you, I might even buy a drink. I might even buy me a nice little bottle because that one, ladies and gentlemen. And it, wait, is it Valentine's Day? Too? Oh, boy. Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, oh no, yeah. I forgot all about oh, that. Yeah. Oh yeah, so we 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 might have to do this early because I gotta get me some. I got I gotta get my Valentine's Day love. Fuck that. So we we gonna yeah. do this early or we gonna do this late? We we gonna do this. Um, because yeah, oh, I mean, that was that, that was the bombshell of the week. That was the bombshell. I can't of believe the week. that. Uh, what we do is whatever is left on the docket, let's do that on Monday. Including, I want to okay. let the whole cow again. Thing we didn't develop. have a, again. We again we didn't have a docket today. <laughs> we did not have a docket today. But uh, but yeah, that would definitely you know there, there are some definite things that we're gonna have, we will be discussing next week. Um, and yeah, so with that being said, let's get to awards and you know, get on out of here. Great job first. Well, I ain't, I ain't got none this week. I, I think I did enough with the hot topics and the uh, you know the random thoughts. I, I'm good. I, I've gotten a lot out of this episode, <clears> so I'm good this week. I got okay. one. Great, Luke. Um, mine. I, I don't know exactly like the actual person or people to give it to. But it's a uh, Bill O'Brien, you know you done fucked up award. It's going to, and again, I mean no disrespect whatsoever, but the Olympic Committee mm-hmm. built a um, uh, ski jumping uh, lift or hill, or whatever you want to call it. Right? Bro, this man oh made, my God, you watched built it. it. Yes. They <laughs> built it. Right a nuclear power plant. <laughs> in front of a nuclear power plant. <laughs> oh, Beijing Olympics 2022 on the smokestacks or whatever they're called. <laughs> no, like what the f- when I saw the Why like them designing that. When I saw them designing it, because they showed you, like, I'm sure you watched it. I was like, yo, what the f- no. Like what does this make any sense at all? So I'm telling you. And I looked at the TV and I was like, did you see that? And she was I'm like, what? And I was like, this, this ski jumping hill was in front of a nuclear power plant. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, people going to come back purple and green and shit. Like, we're going to be sitting there like, right. Yo, oh, so we're going to have COVID and we're going to have mutants. Like, what the? F- oh, <laughs> what is going on? Yo, what is going on? I understand. <laughs> I do not oh. understand. Well, I have, I have a few, I have a few this week. Um, I'm gonna my Bill O'Brien, you know, you know, talk about right award 
goes to what we were just talking about before we got to the award section. And that is to the Miami Dolphins, the Denver Broncos, and the New York Giants for being racist fucks. Mm. Flash, you can, you can lump the entire NFL with that. Um, my second go O'Brien, you know, you're fucked up right award goes to Daniel Mark Snyder. And I, 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 I I preemptively gave this out last week, and I'm going to come back to the fucking the commanders, the commanders, the commanders, <laughs> the fucking commanders. Are you freaking kidding me? Oh my god! No. Oh, so Mark Snyder, Daniel Mark Snyder, just, just you. You know how you bad me? your name. Your name no, has to be so bad. Your name is so bad that they hosted an event in front of the stadium giving away free merch. <laughs> Yo, oh my God. My aunt called me. She was like, Greg, like, you know, because we went bowling on Friday. She was like, oh, you know, we stopped past FedEx because uh, it was like a line wrapped around the block, you know, like a little, like a line wrapped in the parking lot of FedEx field because they were giving away like free winter hats and like sweatshirts and shit. And I was like, Yo, what type of weirdo shit is it that the name is so bad you can't sell the products? You have to give it away. One thing Actually, I, I will say this: they were uh, last week the commanders. The commanders were actually number one in uh, apparel sales, and I guess that's just the novelty of having a new name. But exactly. Uh, right. <laughs> I, I, I mean, right. they, they could have been I called the talk, shit stains. They still would have been, so been as high as selling so one in a week or their, whatever. I want to talk about their uniforms. And, and, this is, and, and this is the third entry into the Bill O'Brien, you know, you know, fucked right, fucked up right award. So the team wanted to maintain burgundy and gold. But if you look at their, 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 white, their white jerseys, that the, the red ain't burgundy. Exactly. How do you fuck up everything about this? Now, I do give the command. I, I give I give Daniel Mark Snyder and the Commanders credit that black jersey is flaming hot fire. It's flaming hot fire. Love them. I that's the only that's the only thing I like about these new chains. Those black jerseys are amazing. With the and with, with the black helmet that they're going to have on, amazing. That's the only part they got right. Other than that. Shit, sure. But, but that's, that is that, that's that's what the that Washington the NFL franchise has been about has been about for the last twenty four years under Daniel Mark Snyder. They shit yeah. shows. Yo, Q, I understand that it hurts, but can I just say it went from hail to the Redskins to nothing, and now it's take command. What? And the actual fuck is this team thinking? <laughs> what? And, and that's what? That's not. Wait a minute. And it's not even original because there was an arena football team that had the name Commanders, and they yeah. used the hashtag Take Command. Oh wow! Yo! Oh no! Now, all, all the way, now, all the ways are, you could have. All the ways they could have fucked up. They did now. There is, uh, Jason Wright did say that they're going to uh, flip the lyrics of Hell to the Redskins. So there will be a, there will be a new song. What is it going to say? Hell to the Commanders? 
Yo, <laughs> yo, what in the what in the Star Wars? Hail to the Commanders! What the f- yo? I'm telling you, if people start dressing like Sith Lords to go to the fucking FedEx field, no. to watch, yo, <laughs> they 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 gonna have Star Wars Sundays, dude. I'm telling you. Oh my god, oh, yo. Know. Yeah, you know, Cowboys you know against the Commanders. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And listen, listen. You know, you know it was bad. You know this was. A, you know it was a shit show when Bleacher Report, when Gridiron Heights had a brand new episode dedicated strictly to the Commanders. That's warning. Like within within ten minutes of the name going public, Bleacher uh, Gridiron Heights dropped that episode. That's so and sad. It, it, the, the craziest, the funniest part is <clears throat> um, there's a, the scene towards the end of the clip. And the dude was like, uh, maybe you know now that the name, you never got a, a damn name, and we can talk about, uh, you know, the, the draft. And then the dude was like, but I just hate Dan Snyder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I, I think he's right. But Take command is yo. Do you know? <clears throat> did you ever, did you ever watch that uh that Tarantino movie uh Inglorious Bastards? That's what I think about when I hear the Washington Commanders. I don't think anything patriotic. I don't think anything like you know what I could ever be a fan of that team. Take command, like hey, at, at this, this point, point now. At this point now, you're big. I want Bezos to buy the team. I want Bezos to buy the team, and then he can rename them the Washington Amazons or, or make their logo a big dick. I don't care. Just- you know what? I give up. I, here's the thing: now is the perfect time if you are a Washington Redskin, Washington Football Team fan. You have every right to just get a new team. There's no fucking way you go from the you know the legacy both bad and good that they had with that because of the name and you go and say you know what we're gonna stop See, even my google my google home's like this is ridiculous so if you, if you have to go from everything that the legacy had for the washington redskins and now you're here like oh wait great i thought i thought that, hold, on, hold on hold on hold on but i thought i thought that they were doing the whole situation with making the team name better, more universal, and it didn't have any, like, political, like, thing attached to it. Both, like, racist, you know, xenophobic, homophobic, anything like that. And the first thing you think about is commanders? Oh, wait, commanders. There's one more. There's one more. There's one more. The, the logo. You know I can go on forever. The logo. The, I don't want to do that today. 
Did he say I didn't break him? Yeah. With that being said, where can they find you? Where can the masses find you on social media? You can find me on uh, Twitter uh, at Little Italy. It's L I T T L I T A L Y. Yeah, that's all I got this week. That's all I got. Um, yeah, you can follow me at Commanders Football on Twitter. <laughs> and, and, and you can find me telling Dan Snyder that the, that that logo is trash. Absolutely, the name is trash. Anyway, you can follow the show on Twitter at Rodney Father. You can follow us on that on that god awful site called Instagram at Young Black Pod. With that being said, um, take command. And Real quick, in, and this is and this is what's next. Go ahead. Real quick, I don't mind your team's name. Just think, you, you, you your team could be named after. Derby team, mm. our baseball team is. So, oh, at least after I, I just can't, I can't wait till next week when we find out that the mascot for the Washington Commanders is Uncle Drew. Can't fucking. Wait. <laughs> oh my god! No, no. no. It's, okay, so we it's have gonna be Uncle Drew in a Star Wars outfit. <laughs> Man, what? You know what? I'm playing this final. <laughs> No, no, should be left with one final, one final nugget and message. Just play that and let's get out of here. Here we go. Okay, I just got some exclusive news from Ashley Larry. Uh, Ashley Larry told me that um, he saw Kyrie and JB going into the studio to record their new single. I ain't getting my COVID shot. <laughs> over here um, in, in, in downtown Brooklyn in Dumbo. So um, let me check those facts and I'll get back to let you guys know if this is true. Oh, Y'all are crazy. <laughs> he said Ashley Larry. Every time I hear Ashley Larry, only thing I can hear, only thing I can think of is Marcy, Marcy Project, son, what? <laughs> no, you know what? We'll see you next week. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, oh, man. All right. Oh, all right. Y'all have a good week. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Definitely enjoy the Super Bowl. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription.